back to another episode of Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by OnTap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. And today I'm joined by NIU offensive lineman JJ Lippy. And later in the show, we'll be joined by NIU linebacker Lance DeVoe. But JJ, first start, first win on the road against Georgia Tech, Power 5, hostile environment. How did you feel, man? It was, uh, it, was, it was something special, something I'll never forget. Um, that was probably the biggest crowd I've ever played uh, in front of. And, you know, going out there and just, you know, getting that, you know, close uh, win victory, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. I got to ask you, you probably saw some of the crowd shots, right, of yeah. all the fans. Did you see the video, though, that the video of the Georgia Tech fan? like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Leaf, uh, my roommate, sent that in our group chat. Oh, was... my goodness. I watched that video, like, Aside from that and the two-point conversion, it was just like loop, repeat, loop, yeah. repeat, celebrate. We're the best team in the world. So, yeah. all right. So I know you're a Wisconsin guy, huge Bucks fan, huge Brewers guy, huge Packers guy. I kind of adopted the Bucks as my second team, despite being a Bulls fan. I mean, cancel me, do what you want, but Giannis, <laughs> it's impossible to hate Giannis. Yeah. What was it like to see your team win the title, and do it the right way by building through the draft and holding on to their superstars? It was uh, honestly like so surreal. Um, you know, I was, you know, the kid growing up, you know, when we had Brandon Jennings, like when we were going against uh, Bucks and six. Yeah, the Cavs. <laughs> and then he said the Bucks and six. And I just remember that we were like, because we were on the edge that year of making the playoffs. Yeah. And so, you know, just seeing them coming through, you know, finally after, you know, two years of disappointments, you know, yeah. it's just something special. Did you get out to the Deer District for any of the games? Yes, I did. Bro, yeah. it's like, it's like Lollapalooza times 10. <laughs> There's so many people out it there. So it looks crazy. like so much fun. Yeah. All right, so one of your other teams, one of the other guys, the Brewers, mm-hmm. absolutely dismantled my Cubs. Uh, I wanted to cancel <laughs> the season after the 15-7 game. You think they got a shot at the World Series this year? I think that we do have a good chance this year. Uh, if our pitching, you know, stays, you know, consistent like they have been and our hitting, you know, still hits because we struggled a little bit with hitting, I think we got a good shot. Get any Cubs trash talk off your chest right now. And we'll put it behind <laughs> us as friends. I already give all that to Braden. I make fun of him all the time. Oh, Braden's a Cubs guy? Yeah. I didn't even know, man. I wanted to yeah. talk about that with him last night. All right. So, as an offensive lineman, who did you grow up idling and kind of modeling your game after? Yeah, um, I kind of, you know, more new or modern area. Uh, David Bakhtiari I kind of liked because I was a tackle in high school. Yeah. Um, but then it was also when I got moved inside coming here, it was more Corey Lindsley and uh, Elton Jenkins. So it's just pretty much backer guys. Yeah, uh, I mean, and they like, they got some big boys up front. Yeah. And I know you've seen Bakhtiari out at the Bucks game. He looks like a fun guy off the field yeah. too. So. Yeah. All right, so I got to ask you, what's it like playing on a team that is close enough to where you don't have to take a flight home, but far enough away from home that it's a new environment and a fresh start for you away from, you know, growing up in the same neighborhood? Yeah. Uh, Honestly, it's 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 a lot of fun. Uh, you know, DeKalb, it's such a towny atmosphere, and they always, you know, root around the, the football team. So, you know, it's just a – like it, it just feels like home almost, like when I got here. So Perfect. We love to hear that. So what are you looking forward to most about this season? Because last year you didn't get as many opportunities. This year, as Coach Hammock said in the press conference before you came in, you earned your job in camp, now you're starting, and they, they already have that trust in you. And, and I think it's a great thing to see that the way Coach Hammock rewards his players just for simply showing up and doing their job. You know, yeah. if, you, if you perform in practice, you will get your opportunity. Yeah, um, you know, I've worked hard, and, uh, you know, I just yeah. want to keep improving as a player. You know, uh, I thought my first game was, you know, pretty good, but, you know, there's a lot of areas of improvement that I can do, and I just want to keep, you know, building and improving each week. 
And then we'll, we'll go to the books real quick because, you know, you yeah. still are a student at the end of the day. What are you majoring in and, and how do you like your classes so far? Yeah, I'm majoring in business management with an emphasis in leadership. Oh, wow. And uh, I, I like it a lot. It's really it's really what I want to be. Uh, I kind of want to be a CEO someday of some construction company or whatnot, or, you know, something in that aspect. But yeah. So we can expect to see on your chest before you leave here, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> I love to hear that. And then newer player, uh, you obviously haven't had the chance to experience winning a MAC championship. What would it mean to you one day to win a MAC championship? Um, it would mean a lot, you know, just talking to, you know, guys like Lance and Braden who, who have won one and, you know, even talking to Coach A, just him being there and losing to us, you know, in, in, uh, in 2018, you know. Yeah. It's definitely something that, you know, they've like you know the guys that have won it they've always instilled on like you know it's the most fun you'll ever have you win mac championship so you know i think it would mean a lot if we you know could pull it out and then let's fast forward a few years you're you're moving trucks packed up you're leaving DeKalb. you're not coming back unless we're putting your jersey on the wall <laughs> yeah. you get one final meal where are you going and what are you going to grab oh boy cow only uh, <laughs> i probably gotta go fatties and Probably got to get the text melt. Text melt. The text melt. Yeah, yeah. Text okay. melt with the, the potato salad. We love to hear that. Showing some love to the sponsor. Yeah, the uh, the potato salad is phenomenal. I love it. Yeah. I was just raving about it yesterday on my Bears podcast with my co-host. <laughs> I'm like, if you come out for a show, bro, you gotta you gotta bring home like a yeah. take home time. Yeah, so. it's really good. And then last one, uh, where can we at or where can we find you at on social media to you know follow your journey? Yeah, uh, pretty much on Twitter and Instagram. It's JJ Lippy underscore. Okay, perfect. Well, JJ, I really appreciate you taking the time. Best of luck out there with Wyoming this week, and we look forward to seeing you play. Appreciate it. All right, Huskies on tap listeners. We just finished up with JJ Lippy on the offensive line. We're going to move to the defensive side of the ball to captain, Mac player of the week, Lance DeVoe. First and foremost, I didn't get to ask you this last time, but what does it mean to be named a captain for this team? And, you know, Coach Hammock really talked about your leadership and, and the maturity and being one of the older guys in the locker room to lead the young guys. Uh, you know, it's definitely an honor. You know, uh, you got to take pride in being a captain here as a Husky. And, uh, you know, just being able to, to be that, that role model for the younger guys, you know, help lead them in the right direction. You know, it, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's a good feeling. So we have class together. Uh, we had a day off yesterday. And like I said before we started, you earned a day off even if we had class. I never noticed the gold grills. When did you get those? And and I was like looking at Lance. I'm like, he's out there doing his thing. He's got the grills on. He's got like 13 tackles, bro. Where did the gold grills come from? And, and whose idea was that? Was that one of your friend's ideas or was that all on you? Oh, well, actually, I had those since my freshman year. Uh, I, I guess a lot of people haven't noticed it. Yeah, mouth guard in uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah but uh, no, but it's, it's actually, you know, kind of like a, a culture thing back in Florida. So, you know, uh, I decided, you know, I went home one time. I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go buy me some goals. And, you know, I came back up here. I just kind of decided, you know what, maybe let me let me try playing with him in one game. Yeah. And, and ever since, you know, I, I've been playing with him every game. It's kind of like my thing now. You can't take him out now. And I, and I was going <laughs> to say, you know, when Paul Wall came out back in the day with uh -huh. girls, I got I was, you know, I was old enough to understand they had a little mall kiosk. Yeah. I got a little fake one. So I. It was a vibe. I sat on the show this week. I was like, Lance was the coolest person on the field by a thousand. Like, there was no competition. Appreciate that. So I love to see that. And you looked like you were having so much fun out there, oh, too. Definitely, so. definitely. How did it feel to get that that win in your first game back, especially considering, you know, it's a boneyard victory, power five opponent. You've done this before. But after last season, you know, we didn't know what to expect this season. Man, I'm not going to lie. It's been a long journey. You know, and I, I got to give thanks to the training room staff, uh, my coaches, teammates. You know, those guys have been keeping me going through this whole thing. You know, they, they never lost faith, you know, and I, I got to give it to those guys. They kept me going and, you know, they, they kept me focused. And, you know, they, they kind of are part of the reason, you know, 
now I'm here now. And, you know, it, it felt good to get that win out there on Saturday. And, you know, we, we got to keep... <laughs> We're on to Wyoming. Yeah, we're on to Wyoming. I know the 24 hours. Yes, sir. I know. I know. I I was telling JJ, I'm like, yeah, I I tweeted it the day, the morning after, like 9 a.m. on my 24 hour roll. And I'm like, I'm an idiot. I started asking questions. (laughs) But it is what it is. I'm still still learning, but we we will talk about it just because it's amazing to see, you know, you come back from an injury, first game back. You're almost in flow state. I don't know if you've taken kinesiology or sports psychology, but they talk about flow state where it's just like, nobody could stop you what did it mean for you I know you're more of a team guy but an individual performance to be recognized by the MAC conference as the player of the week on defense oh it was definitely an honor you know I I was I didn't even know that you know I I, I won yeah you know (laughs) MAC defense player of the week and uh you know I I just ended up getting a notification I was like wow you know but it feels good you know finally get recognized you know you know, pretty much all my life, you know, I've pretty much been the underdog. So, you know, to finally, you know, get some recognition, you know, it, it feels good. But, you know, I'm not I'm not even worried about it no more. You know, my focus is on the Wyoming. You know, I'm, I'm worried about trying to get this this win with, with the rest of my guys and this team. So absolutely. Yeah, I was I was recording the episode that came out this morning to recap the Georgia Tech game. And I'm, I get to the end of the episode and I give away my MVPs for the game. Ironically, it was the exact same MVPs as in that conference. And I'm like, they probably thought I stole it from them, but I'm just like, right. I'm such a dork. I waited till today to record because I'm like, I don't know if people listen on Labor Day. So, yeah. But either way, it was great to see the clean sweep. There's a reason I'm not a referee. I'm a podcaster. But I personally think you were robbed of six this weekend. Uh, was it a touchdown? I mean. <laughs> I mean, me personally, I think it was a touchdown. But, uh, you know, they say you can only control what you control. You know, yeah. I was a little disappointed. But, you know, I mean, it is what it is. I'm, I'm just glad we got the win. Absolutely. And then you, we talked about, or I talked about it a little bit with JJ. He's never won a MAC championship. He talked about, you know, talking to guys like you and the Braden and people that have been there. I know it's early. I know it's just one weekend, but what would it mean to grab one in your last season? Man, it would mean the world. You know, uh, that feeling unmatched. You know, it's definitely one of the, one of the greatest moments in my life. You know, I tell a lot of the younger guys now, you know, we got to do the work now to, you know, get to, to get to where we want to get. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a grind. And, you know, we got to put in the work to, to accomplish that goal. But but we got to take it one game at a time. And, you know, now that first game, well, that next game is Wyoming. Yeah. So, you know, now I focus on that. Yeah, no looking ahead because the one after that is the game of the season. But Wyoming, you need to dub this weekend. First game back at Husky Stadium this year. First game at full capacity. Mm-hmm. You have words for Husky fans that we will anticipate because I mean, for for two years I've been screaming into a microphone saying, "If you listen to this podcast, I better see you at the game." Yeah. And, <laughs> and if I see you on campus at school, I better see you at the game. What What do you have for you know our Husky fans that we anticipate packing the stands this week? Uh, first home game back, you know, full capacity. You know, they're finally letting stands back in. You know, we need you guys to support. You know, come pack it out, and you know, we're, we're trying to walk away with, with the W. You know, we need you guys. We need we need y'all help. Yep. So you know. It'll be fun to have you guys back out there. And then, Appreciate the support. Absolutely. And then for our newer fans, uh, people that may not know what a Boneyard victory means, what does it mean to you? Uh, you know, with us being in the MAC, you know, we're, we're always overlooked. You know, we're not we're not one of the, the bigger teams, one of the better teams. So, you know, for us to play those power fives and, you know, to come out with a win, you know, it, it, it means a lot. It means a lot to this program. It means a lot to this university. You know, it lets people know that NIU, we can play with, whoever, you know, power five, it, uh, it doesn't matter what conference, you know, we, we can get on that field and compete with anybody. So that's kind of what it means to me. And then similar to JJ, uh, 
This is a question. This is the one question that I think I've asked every Husky that we've had on this show, staff members included. The end of this year, after we walk across that stage, we're going to have to flick it up for sure, 10,000%. Definitely. You're, you're leaving. You're about to go grab a meal before you head back down to Florida. What are you grabbing and where are you going? It's a tough one. You got the most experience on the team of all uh, the different places to eat, I'm sure, with being here for, was it five years now? Yeah, yeah. might have to be five going on six, really. It might have to be Fatty's or Texas Roadhouse. See, Texas Roadhouse is a good one, too. Yeah. I forgot who it was. Texas Roadhouse was picked last year, and it's like, dude, any place that gives you an endless amount of anything before yeah. you even start eating all there. I used to work at Olive Garden, so for I was real? big um, bread sick guy. Bread I think six. I gained a bunch of weight Great. that year, but, <laughs> you know. I've always worked – I've worked at a restaurant for a better part of the last 10 years, and now I'm making this transition, trying to do my thing. Yeah. So it is what it is, but I got to I gotta get you to plug your social medias here. And, and I know – talk about it, 24-hour rule. Coach talks about how there are no – I guess you would say restrictions in place, but he trusts you guys to make the right decisions on social media. And I also Definitely. see, too – go ahead and plug your sponsor, too, because I see you're an NIL-sponsored athlete as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Twitter, uh, you know, people can follow me at uh, LDJ underscore era. Uh, Instagram, I actually had to make a new Instagram. Uh, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, uh, Instagram's LDJ era underscore. And then, uh, yeah, I, I decided to partner with uh, Positivity Water. So, uh, you know, guys, help me out. The link is in my bio on Twitter and on Instagram. You know, if you guys can help me out and buy me a case, you know, I greatly appreciate it. Hey, man, everybody's thirsty. It's still like 80 degrees out. I'm sure wa some some water can be sold. And and if you get me a link, I'll make sure to promote it from our socials and, and make sure they get some extra clicks. Sounds there. good. But appreciate it. Lance, as always, appreciate everything you do, man. I'll see you out on Monday. We'll chop it up about the game at class. But best of luck out there at Wyoming and go out there and do your thing again. Appreciate you. All right, Huskies on tap listeners, we just finished up with NIU linebacker Lance DeVoe. And at the beginning of the episode, we spoke with NIU offensive lineman J.J. Lippy. Before we get into the Wyoming breakdown, I thought it'd be a great time for me to let you guys know about the presenting sponsor of our show, Fatty's Pub and Grill. Fatty's Pub and Grill in DeKalb is proud to be the presenting sponsor of the Huskies on tap podcast. Come see why Fatty's is the place to be before and after every home game. This Saturday is game day versus Wyoming. Fatty's will be open at 10 a.m. and after the game, we will feature live music. On Tuesday night, be at Fatty's for the next live Huskies on Tap podcast show. And for our appearances scheduled, we have Fatty-sponsored athlete and quarterback Rocky Lombardi, and then Fatty-sponsored athlete and running back Clint Rakovich. Come out, bring the family to meet the guys at 6 p.m. next Tuesday. And for, and for more information, please go to fattyspub.com. So, you know, it's been a busy week. Uh, we were just out at Fatty's yesterday. I was able to talk with my guys, Braden Patton and Liam Sorahan, who are also Fatty-sponsored athletes. And if you're able to listen to the live show, if you're able to come out, we really do appreciate that. Uh, the support means everything as, you know, this is a, a startup, I guess you would. But, yeah, everything went great yesterday. Uh, Brayden and Liam, we got into some fun questions. We got into some football-related questions, some school stuff, you know, a little bit of everything. It's about an hour long. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, go ahead and take a listen to that. But, this week on the docket, we got Wyoming. It's a huge game. Uh, it's a home game. It's the first home game of the season. And we're going to be able to have fans, full capacity. Uh, it's going to be a great opportunity to come out and support this team. And I think after a big win against Georgia Tech on the road, they deserve it. Like I always say, if you listen to this show, I would expect you to be there unless uh, there's like an emergency or something. But Wyoming comes off a smash mouth victory. Uh, they beat Montana State 19-16. to 
They were able to get a game-winning drive in which they scored, I believe, in the final minute of the game to steal the game from Montana State. So very similar uh, game that they played last week in comparison to our game last week. I personally think, and and this was confirmed in the press conference by Coach Hammock, he said, you know, it's going to be another tough and tight game. It's going to be one in the trenches. And they have a really good running back in Xavier Valade and he's going to, you know, he's going to be their workhorse. They like to get him touches and they like to get him involved early. And they're a team that likes to run the football. So it could be another low scoring affair where every possession matters. Field position is going to be very important. So it's good to have a guy like Matt Ferentz uh, as your punter. So you can flip that field if we're not able to score, but I would look for another game of long sustained drives, uh, short to intermediate passing routes that build up to that shot. And a lot of running from Harrison and Clint and maybe some running from Rocky and some of the other backs in, the, in that stable. So it's going to be another tough game. It's going to be a tight game. And I think, you know, we have enough to take the victory in this game. And I think that they're going to be, they're going to be, they're going to be buzzing. You know, they just got their first win in a very long time and they're going to have fans in the stands. There's going to be players that are playing out there that have never played with fans in the stands at Husky stadium. I mean, We'll, we'll not say never, but, you know, last year it, it was no comparison. It was almost like, a, I guess you would say like a high school football environment because it's maybe like 300 people or something like that. And it was just people's, you know, parents and brothers and sisters and stuff like that. This is going to be a rowdy college football crowd. We're hoping. Um, we won't be doing a tailgate this weekend, but if you guys are out there, tailgate responsibly and, if you're not tailgating, stop in at Fanny's. Like I said, man, they're going to be open at 10 a.m. So get over there and get some get some uh, mimosas, some Bloody Marys, definitely some breakfast. It's going to be a long day. But I think this week, uh, going into the matchup, we're going to need another great performance from that defense. That, that front seven played phenomenal uh, last week. And I know you're going to look at the rushing yards and, and the statistics and say, well, Georgia Tech had this, that, and the third on the ground. Well, they, they were trying to run the ball. That's that's what their main focus was. And it's it's damn near impossible to stop someone on the run all game long. Uh, and especially a couple different backs getting thrown at you. You know, they have in their stable. And we got that same ammo over here. And, and they, like I said, you know, Xavier and Valade, their workhorse over there, they're going to look to get him involved, get him probably in the neighborhood of 20 to 30 carries. And we can expect this game uh, to probably be another, like, game that finishes with both teams in the 20s or something like that. I believe I saw that NIU is seven-point underdogs going into this game, uh, plus 200 on the money line. And I'd have to look at the over-under. I don't have the over-under in front of me, but uh, for our betting people and the people out of the state of Illinois, I would say this is probably another under game, but let me – Look real quick. Oh yeah, no, never mind. The over under is forty four and a half. Um, that's just a really low number. So, best of luck to those guys and girls that are uh, out of the state of Illinois that would be placing wagers on this game. But uh, if I could, and I, I would go out and say that NIU will probably cover the spread, and I'd like to believe that they'll win the game. But We'll get into my prediction and my score prediction and, and our future players of the games, but it's always good to get into the odds because I, I like to see where where they have us stacked up. And 
judging by my predictions, I think they were like 19 or 20 points off last week because we won by one. So pretty funny stuff. Uh, there was there was another thing, too, I saw this afternoon. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit had us in the top 10 performances of last week. So I thought that was really cool uh, to see some national recognition. I released the episode for the Georgia Tech recap, giving my MVPs. And of course, you know, like I said earlier, I realized at the end of the day or at the end of the recording, the Mac released the same players that I released. So it was good to talk with Lance. Uh, really proud of that guy for being able to, you know, battle adversity and get back in the starting lineup, or, you know, get his job back and just ball out. And then JJ too. I mean, he's a young kid. He's baby face. He looks young. He's a, he's a young guy, but he is, uh, he's about 19, 20 years old. He's a starting guard at a, at a D one college football program. And, and he wasn't a starter last year. So, Shout out to our two interviewees of today's episode. But going into this game, I'd like to see in the neighborhood of 20 to 25 passes from Rocky, maybe just a little bit more uh, than what we saw last week. And I know that for the most part, that's not in his control. And and shout out to the offensive line for no sacks. Shout out to Liam and, and Brett and all those guys that, you know, take on linebackers and DNs in the backfield and, and, and in line as a tight end. It's uh it's great to see a team performance like that where they kept his jersey clean and, you know, I'm going to knock on wood. One would hope that we can keep his jersey clean again going into this game next week again, or going into this game this weekend against Wyoming. Uh, I will be in attendance. I, I can't wait to see the guys play this year in person. Uh, like I said, no tailgate. Uh, we're looking to have a tailgate the main the, the week of the main game, uh, obviously following this week, they will be heading to Michigan to Ann Arbor to play the Michigan Wolverines. I'll also be traveling to that game. So I'll try to get as much content out of just uh, the environment, all that stuff. Cause that is one of the like coliseums, I guess you will of college football. Uh, and one of the places that I've always had on my bucket list and now it's cool as hell. I get to go there and I'm, I'm working. So, I mean, it's, it's awesome to me. Uh, this weekend, uh, we will get back to in-game score graphics and, and stuff that I did kind of last season. I just – I happened to be at a buddy's uh, – I don't even want to say it's like a, a baby shower because it was just guys being dudes, but it was just like uh, maybe a registry, registry or whatever. You get a bunch of gifts for, for your guy that, you know, he's having a kid. So, that's where I was at watching the game and then – got up out of there, but I, I didn't have a laptop handy to me. So I was just firing stuff off my phone. So this week I'll be in the press box. It'll be a little bit more of a, a traditional game from a coverage standpoint from, from uh, us, but yeah, feel free to tweet at us during the game. I'm usually pretty quick to respond to people. I like to throw retweets to stuff that I find is funny and, and stuff that I find is important to the game or, or especially to uh, great pictures. I like pictures for people at the game. Maybe the tailgate, our hashtag is crack them. And, and I want to make a shout out to, uh, to the new NIU photographer too, Grant Poppin. He, uh, he did a great job out there. And I, uh, actually ran into him yesterday going into the press conference and I'm like, dude, you did a phenomenal job. Like those pictures were so great. So it's great to see that they're finding, uh, I guess you would say they have a good pool of finding talent. Cause there's been a couple of different photographers over the last few years. And, and usually the natural progression is, is like our last one, I think now works at Mizzou Justin. So, it's good to see uh, they're building the program inside and out. I'd love to see uh, where our GAs end up coaching at when they're done, you know, with school here and, 
and coaching with NIU. And hopefully they, you know, maybe they stay here, maybe they go somewhere bigger, but it's always good to see growth from within the program. And I'm really starting to feel a sense of community within the NIU community, even after just one game. Like I just, it just feels different this year. And I think going into this week, let's, let's not, you know, let's not make it too difficult as coach Hammock and, and coach Eisenhower, you know, I guess you say ideology is, you know, they, they want to run the football. That's a, that's our identity. They want us to be able to move the ball down the field and chew clock and, and, and eventually score. But I don't know if they're really going to open up the playbook to its fullest ability, I guess, maybe until Michigan, like we're probably going to have to pass a lot to beat Michigan, but in a game like this against Wyoming, where they have a very similar identity to us, I think they're probably going to try and just pound it down our throat. And I feel bad for them because that front seven's not going uh, Lance and Dave Vern and Nick, they played a phenomenal, they all played phenomenal games last week. And then, you know, shout out to the guys up front, the Michael Kennedys of the world, uh, the James Esters of the world, guys like that. So it was phenomenal to see. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing a repeat performance from everyone involved. Special teams units played well. I'd like to see uh, perhaps maybe a couple kick returns. They don't have to go to the house, but I, for whatever reason, as you've noticed, if you just watch college football on a Saturday, not as many teams are taking it out. It's not just an NIU thing. There's a lot of teams that just don't take it out. I, I guess there's certain, certain times where I guess, you know, you want to save clock at the end of the half or at the end of the game. But if you have an explosive guy back there, a guy like Trayvon Rudolph or a guy like Cole Tucker on punt, let it rip every now and then. That's uh, I guess you'd say a free play and, and they're crazy. Anything can happen on a punt return or a kick return. Just hope that nobody gets a block in the back or, or a, uh, or holding, but yeah, I think personally, like I said, I like to see about 20, 25 uh, pass attempts from Rocky. Obviously it'll be over 50, close to 60, maybe 70% on the completion percentage, but we would also like to see uh, guys like Harrison Whaley, guys like Clint Rakovich get, get the carries uh, this week. And since I talked to him yesterday, I want to see a couple catches from my guy, Liam, if it's worked into the game plan, but Offensive line couldn't have asked for a better performance the way they, that we were able to run the ball last week in the protection of the quarterback. Let's double down on that. The big uglies up front, the hogs, the big boys. Let's make sure that we take care of Rocky and we take care of those backs. And then, you know, from a passing standpoint, there was a couple drops last week. Let's make sure we hold on to the football. Uh, let's make sure that we can get some yak because we do have speedy receivers. And I believe, uh, from what I saw and what I've heard is Wyoming's a press, a press cover team. So yikes, Tyrese Ritchie's fast. Cole Tucker's pretty quick. Uh, Trayvon Rudolph's very fast. Messiah Travis, Muhammad Touré has the speed or has the size and the frame to go up and get any ball that he wants. So 50, 50 ball, all his. And even Miles Jordan nightmare matchup for the linebackers. So I think that going into this game, like I said, little bit of a mixed attack, maybe we'll say 55-45. We'll go 55 run, 45 pass. Like to see that. On the defensive side of the ball, some blitzes. We need to be aggressive. You need to know that they're trying to pound the ball. I'm a, you know, say, say maybe two out of every four plays. They're probably looking at maybe a little bit over a 50% time where they're going to be trying to run the rock. So it's going to be an imperative that 
we keep guys in the box and send pressure when needed and to make sure that when they take their shots, we're there because similar to us, they're going to they're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. And then they're going to take their shot. They're going to look to catch us sleeping. Their quarterback, Sean Chambers, 6'3", 225, pretty big guy. Only had 196 yards last week, one touchdown, one interception. So not the greatest game. Uh, but, again, if you're caught sleeping, it's not going to matter. You don't have to be John Elway to put it on the money. It should be noted Chambers did take 14 carries last week for 51 yards, so be on the lookout for him. He's a big guy, like I said, 6'3", 225. So probably not going to be the easiest guy to take down in the open field. But I think similar to last week. I mean, You know what? Let's do it just like last week. But just like James and Devin said last week, defense needs to make this kid beat us with their arm. I'm looking at his QBR, 14.6. So he wasn't the best, as I said. But if he's taking 14 carries, you got to assume that he's going to take somewhere north of 10 again this week. And you don't want to get hurt on those RPOs. You don't, you know, you want to keep contained. You don't want to let them have their quarterback break a deep or break a big one on you or even validate. During this week's press conferences, Coach Hammock talked a lot about how, first and foremost, how he has a relationship with Coach Bull. He met him over the summer and he kind of knows the way that Coach Bull runs his program, has the utmost respect for him. Coach Hammock also, like I said, raved about uh, Xavier Valade, the running back, and and Wyoming's ability to run the football. And, and obviously, we don't get into game plan or scheme during, but you know, kind of alluding towards, it's going to be you know a tough game in the trenches. Need to make sure that we can beat them at their own game type of statement. So, like I said, I, I'm not in the locker room. Uh, I'd like to think I talk as much as I can with the players. Uh, I don't think I could possibly talk any more this week with several interviews and, and maybe we'll have more after the game. I'm not sure how that will work out as it will be my first time since I've had the podcast going to a game where uh, the press conference is in person. So and two, I, I honestly don't know if I, I want to bother the guys after the game, even if it's a win those guys are going to be tired. So I'm sure they want to get out of there right after the press conference. So we'll see what happens. But I think that Coach Hammock is confident in this bunch. Uh, he said they had a great practice yesterday. When I talked to Liam and Braden yesterday at the live show, they said the same thing, very physical. Uh, no true winner besides the off, or between the offense or defense. And they, they all said that the compete team, uh, the compete team, which is like the scout team, but I think compete is a better name for it. And, they said that those guys were giving them a great look and that it looked like two spring practices uh, going on each side of the field. So I like this matchup, I think. So for my score prediction, I have 24 to 20. I have NIU getting the victory in this game. I have us, you know, taking the lead early, setting the tempo, get, getting some early points on the board and playing really tough defense. If you look at it, if that's, you know, if that's what the score ends up being, two games only giving up 41 total points is, is great compared to what we had last year. And I think for the offensive side of the ball, for us to win this game, uh, I think it's going to have to – you know what? This is, for, for us to win this game on, on Saturday, O-line. Uh, I'm not going to go with an individual player. I'm going to go with the O-line. Uh, we need to have another lockdown performance up front with the big guys make sure that they're clearing space for the running backs to get through and for Rocky to have the time to make the plays that he needs to make. And on the defensive side of the ball, um, I'm going to go 
And for the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go James Esther, our, our guy, friend of the program, up front. Uh, look for him to be just creating havoc. They like to run the ball between the tackles. If he gets outside the tackles, he's you know he's pretty elusive in space. And obviously with the quarterback runs, uh, the DN's got to keep contained. But like I said, I believe NIU will win this game 24-20. to 20. Uh, It'll be a close game. Make sure to stop by Fanny's before or after the game. Go grab lunch. Go grab uh, you know a couple drinks, whatever you need for before or after the game. I'll have a podcast ready for you guys uh, either Sunday, maybe during the day. Depends on how much NFL football I watch. But no matter what, our traditional release date, Monday morning. And then Tuesday, we'll be back out at Fatty's, September 14th, 6 p.m. We're going to be with Fatty-sponsored athletes Rocky Lombardi, our quarterback, and Fatty-sponsored athlete Clint Rakovich, the superback, Mr. Do-It-All, uh, like an NCAA football 14, just Clint Rakovich athlete. So that's, those are our guys. They've been on the show once before, but I look forward to uh, having them in a live setting. And, you know, if you got some free time, we'd love to have you guys there. Come get to know, you know, our, our new quarterback and one of our new uh, offensive weapons, I'll just say, because he does so much. And, uh, again, we always appreciate you guys for listening. And get out there on Saturday. Get to the game. Don't just go to the tailgate. Don't just rent a U-Haul and, and, and get a couple 30 racks and, and throw a, a DJ booth in the back. Get inside that stadium. Enjoy this team and embrace what they're, you know, embrace this journey that they're about to go on because I, I got a good feeling about this team. But, again, this was Huskies on Tap presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill and brought to you by OnTap Sportsnet. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDOM300. You can follow our main accounts on Instagram and Twitter at Huskies on Tap. We appreciate everyone for listening and go Husky. Yeah. I got drinks on living lips in the kitchen whipping magic. I got drinks on living lips in the kitchen with magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. I ain't asking now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toy put me over coming with the. They took my heart away, heart away, heart away, heart away, jumping in heart away.